Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 Podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz will not be here. He just got back from vacation. Plus, I'm out of pocket. I was covering the Big Ten Tournament. So, bear with me if there is rough audio in this. We are using using the at-home studio. But anyway, this is going to be a little bit of an interesting podcast, trying to catch up on all of the news, all of the things that have happened I was down in Indianapolis when they canceled the Big Ten tournament. I was at the press conference for Kevin Warren, Big Ten commissioner. And then obviously all of sports have been canceled since then. So we'll talk about that, what it means, what what you know my reaction is, and kind of where things stand moving forward, what what maybe what's next for all of us. because uh, you know, obviously we're reporters, our listeners are mostly fans, but it's all we're all a part of this. So First, uh, tell the story of Indianapolis because I almost didn't go. Uh, <laughs> kind of, sometimes you got to listen to yourself. I, I should have listened to my gut instinct because when, to me, I think this all began when when Rudy Gobert tested positive and the NBA postponed its season. That that to me was the precedent. I, I had no no feeling, no true feeling that the NCAA was going to continue on with the tournament as is. Now they could have postponed it. I know that was something that was being discussed. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was the precedent was set, in my opinion. But to me, I don't know how, as an NCAA institution, amateur athletics, how they can have a pro basketball player in our country test positive for this, shrug their shoulders, say, yeah, but, you know, no one in our, in our institution has done it. And then go just go on as business as usual. I feel like the, the liability there is really a big issue. It's, you know... The NCAA, they wouldn't necessarily be liable if fans contracted it, but anyone who's under some sort of contract to work for them. So coaches, staff members, um, coaches, staff members, you know, the players, the student-athletes, they, they have a letter of intent. They are on scholarship. Uh, I, and the walk-ons have a general contract that they're expected to go. You can't sit out NCAA tournament games. And to me, that's, that's the problem is if you can't allow players to sit out the games – then they aren't necessarily at-will employees. And so then you can't just say, well, don't come or, or whatever. You, you either have to have the event or not have the event. And so it's a little different with fans where you can just say, nope, sorry, you can't come today because they always chose to come anyways. So to me, I always felt like it was, it, it, it unfortunately was inevitable. I understand, you know, I was hoping, fingers crossed, that they would postpone for a couple weeks and then see where see where things stood. But um, anyway, still went down to Indianapolis because as as we, I mean, until we heard otherwise, they were going to have games. Certainly wasn't going to um, going to miss a game, a Michigan game. That's not something we like to do here. And but <laughs> I remember driving, and before I drove, I even joked, uh, someone someone call me if they cancel it because with the Fred Hoiberg situation, even though he tested for just just the flu, right? We're at we're at the point where it's just the flu it was still just one of those things where it was like, ah, if that had been coronavirus, this whole thing would have been a wrap. So why, you know, why, why risk it? Why risk having it end? Why, why risk starting the event if you're going to end it pretty soon anyways? And, and once I got to the arena and, um, you know, I was talking to other reporters, talking to people involved in the Big Ten, they were, it sounded like they were like considering shutting it down. And to me, that was the end. That was, I mean, I ate my lunch, but I, I didn't even, I didn't expect to play a game. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if they were going to cancel it before or after tip off, but I mean, there was just no way that 
that Michigan and Rutgers was going to, there's no way that there was going to be a tournament run. They might have gotten one or two games in, but why, why did they even have Michigan and Rutgers warm up in the first place is a big question I had is because, I don't know, didn't, didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't everybody wake up thinking that this, this was all going to be canceled in, in the end? I mean, were they really going to try to play 11 Big Ten tournament games, get through Sunday? while the NBA, while every other sports entity in the country is shutting down. So it stinks. It really stinks. And then um, you know, we spoke to Kevin Warren, uh, very, very diplomatic, I guess, very commissioner-like press conference for him, talking about how he he woke up and it was crystal clear to him that they shouldn't play games, kind of patting himself on the back for that. But then when asked about why they didn't do it before 11.43, uh, just kind of had this roundabout answer about about all the people he had to contact, all the work that had to go in. So, but yeah, so they canceled it. We shut it down. We talked to Commissioner Warren. They kicked us out of the arena. All in about two hours, you know, arriving to the arena, getting settled in, canceling the game, press conference, get out. So, not my favorite coverage. Not my favorite event to cover. I've had better. Uh, <laughs> no, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, I love the Big Ten tournament. It's one of my one of my favorite things to cover throughout the year. And obviously for fans, it's it's one of their favorite events. And Michigan basketball team, they well, they've been to three straight championship games of the Big Ten tournament, so clearly they like it too. Twelve and two in the last um well twelve and two in the last four years actually, because they had a had a little bit of a run in, in twenty sixteen as well. Um so that's that. And then we went to a restaurant and then that's when that's when the floor fell out, right? They they canceled they canceled the Big Ten tournament around 11:43, but then they canceled everything, uh, every championship event the NCAA did around what four o'clock. And even though I kind of knew it was coming, there was still a lot of shock value when they did eventually cancel it. Is just it's just um, it's one of those things you thought they were going to do, but but when you actually see it in writing, it's a whole different beast. So um, that was that was huge. Uh, and it, it's it's just sad. It's just sad news. I feel bad for the senior athletes, uh, you know, whose whose careers might have ended. If I may, I, I personally would stump for allowing eligibility. Obviously, there's some tricky situations with scholarships. Uh, you know, if a team has five seniors, that means they have five freshmen coming in. So suddenly, are you going to let them, if they're a basketball team, play with twenty scholarship players? So that might be an issue. Um, you know, I think, I think obviously you need students to be enrolled in order to be student athletes. So I think that's a concern as well. Um, lots of lots of trickiness, but I, I would love to see the NCAA find a way. Find a way. I mean, we're in unprecedented times. They literally canceled all spring sports and winter sports, and I mean, there were teams like swim teams and wrestling teams were contending for national championships in the next week or so. Uh, now they're not. So would love to see some sort of action. I know it's tough. There might not be an answer, but I'd love to see them try, I guess. Is, that's where I stand on that. Maybe you disagree, but I just, my my heart feels for people like, people like Xavier Simpson, obviously players I cover close to home, uh, swimmers, you know, other people that were competing for championships, the, the Michigan women's gymnastics team, I know is having a historically great season. So Feel for, feel for the seniors. Also feel for the athletes because one thing to think about is, I mean, sports is such a – it's a ritual for us fans. It's a it's a life for 
so many of these athletes. And I think Amon Ra St. Brown, receiver out of USC, said this is the first time in our lives we don't have sports to play. Because, yeah, if you're a Division One athlete, that means since you were six, seven at the, you know, probably that's the average age, you've been playing sports nonstop and training, and your whole life has been about that and going pro and going to the Olympics or, or you know, being drafted, um, you know, all the different things. And now, I mean, you're not even really allowed to practice. Uh, obviously, each each league has implemented different things, but um, certainly not playing any games. It's spring practice has been canceled at, at least for now uh you know michigan canceled their pro day as well and it's just what do you do the the mental um the mental what's the right word the mental challenge of just suddenly having everything taken away i mean I, for athletes it almost feels like they got laid off right i mean not that they you know we can talk about the metaphor of jobs to division one student athletes but at the same time that's it, it probably does. It probably does feel like, like suddenly, you know, they're still on scholarship. They're still being compensated, but suddenly they're, they're told, Nope, don't, don't come in anymore. Don't do this. Don't do that. So I'm very curious to see, you know, how, how players react, what, what sort of things they do. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's within the CDC guidelines. Hopefully they're not breaking those, but at the same time, I certainly can sympathize with, with, all these athletes, not just the seniors, but even the underclassmen who it's like, yeah, you spent all, all your whole life training for the swimming national championships or, or the gymnastics national championships, or, or you can talk about Michigan baseball and softball and, and suddenly it's gone. And so that's, that's just, that's sad. Also sad for the fans. Um, you know, this is uh, college sports. Isn't what it is without fans. I don't, I don't have my job. Uh, the athletes certainly, uh, might still be athletes, but it, it wouldn't be lucrative. I mean, you can ask all of them. It's it's most fun when there's fans involved. So, um, you know, feel for the fans. I've I've seen great atmospheres. I've seen seventy thousand people pack a, a football stadium to watch a couple basketball games. I've seen people come from all over the country uh, and fill up Madison Square Garden or Staples Center for for high level basketball. I've seen you know hockey post seasons. I've seen. Um, well, I've seen what it's like when a team has a breakthrough, you know, Michigan in 2013, 2018, uh, covering that, I mean, it ignited an entire, you know, multi-million person fan base. And it was for, for many, it's one of the highlights of their decade, maybe their lives. And so, and each year, different teams get that, you know, college baseball, how much, how much fun for Michigan fans was that baseball run and how, how cool was it to, Maybe some people made the trip to Omaha. I know I did for reporting, uh, but you know, to, to make the trip or to to follow along or to, to you know fall in love with this team that maybe maybe it'd been a while since you watched a Michigan baseball game, and so that happens every year uh, in in lacrosse and softball, baseball, um, you know, tennis. Uh, Brienne Miner, what a, what a fantastic story that was a couple of years ago uh, for the Michigan women's tennis team winning the individual national title. I mean, there's just so many so many amazing moments and some are for the athletes some are for the fans some are for the fans absolutely so i i just i i feel for everybody it's just it's there's no and what makes it the most sad i I, i'd say is that there isn't there isn't a bad guy here i mean the bad guy is disease which is literally that's that's a pretty lame bad guy i mean what are you gonna it's almost like a pageant answer what would you do if you could change the world and disease okay great 
you know, there isn't, this isn't the NCAA doing anything wrong. This isn't, um, you know, some, some player, there's no villain here. It's just, it's just a sad situation across the board. And, and I guess what makes it really sad is that NCAA, as sad as all this is, they did the right thing. And I think, yeah, I think they, personally, I think they did the right thing. Um, I know, I know there's been some, some controversy or some discussion about just how serious this is. It's, it's very serious. I mean, it's grown from 580 cases worldwide to 140,000 today in just, uh, just about seven weeks and two or three days. I mean, so this thing is, and, and what's worse is that there's no sign that it's going to stop increasing at an increasing rate. The, the growth in America is exponential. The growth worldwide is a pretty steep linear curve. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's still exponential, but it's pretty, pretty darn steep. There's no, there's no slowdown yet. And even if the percentage in, in America of people who are in severe critical condition is pretty low, and even if the death rate is low, it's still, it's still a pandemic. It's still spreading like wildfire. There's still no cure. And the fact is, you know, you can, if, you, if death, if low death rate or that it's old people mostly that are being affected the most, if that's your argument against this uh a shame on you man i mean that's just <laughs> i don't know i think we all have older family members uh, i think we all know people in our lives that oh well, we'd be pretty darn heartbroken if if something bad happened to them and and so it's a it's a huge deal uh it's not going away again you know if they if they if people compare it to the flu but the flu there is a vaccine and the flu there is a little bit more knowledge of how to control it how to mitigate it and so um, and how to avoid it. So we don't have that for this. And that's why it's grown from like what, 158 cases in America to, uh, I think, I think it's going to get over 2000 today. It's over 1800 last I checked in just eight days. And that's, that's with the knowledge that there could be a lot of untested cases out there. There's, there's been some, uh, controversy about the testing stuff, stuff a little over my head, that I'm not going to get into, but yeah, I think I don't think you could have sporting events where you have twenty thousand people packed in. Uh, that's just a, that's just asking. You know, think about the Big Ten tournament. Just from the team cities alone, you're talking about what eight or nine states in the country coming in for this. Maybe ten. You got from Nebraska to to New York City to D.C., Minneapolis, plus people fly in from all over the country to see those kinds of events. And so, yeah, putting putting twenty thousand people in one pit and saying don't spread a disease that we have no cure for and that spreads like almost twice as twice as frequently as the flu the r not i learned a new term this this week r not which is like the contagion level is 2.2 for for covid19 coronavirus and it's 1.3 for the flu so almost twice as contagious so yeah it's it's the right move to shut it down uh to me it's not not much of a debate there and there's also not much of a debate. This is just a, a sad time in sports. It's certainly, I don't, I'm not going to compare it to any major national tragedies. We, we, we. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, generally the death rate is low. It's not, this isn't, the world hasn't necessarily ended yet, but, but something that we all enjoy, something that we all gain happiness from has been taken away from us. And maybe the our lives lost a little bit of color to, to speak a little metaphorically there. Um, it's just, things look a little darker, a little bleaker. Uh, you know, you're looking into this weekend could have been an amazing weekend of, of basketball and, and fun and, and March madness. And now it's just a weekend where you're going to have to figure out what to put on TV. You're going to have to figure out what to, what to watch, what to, uh, if you're a sports fan, what to center your life around. And what to do. So, um, yeah. And so, you know, I won't, I won't get preachy about what to do. Obviously I would advise to follow health guidelines. I don't, I don't think, don't think those are made out of nothing. I mean, you know, there are people who are trained professionals just as I have a infinite knowledge seemingly, or, or way too much knowledge of Michigan sports and, and the different stats and history and context. There are people who are like that for, for diseases. So I would reach out to them and, and figure out what they have to say get informed, um, follow, follow the guidelines. Certainly, you know, don't be like a Rudy Gobert and, and, and mock the guidelines. I know it's, I know he apologized. It's, it's an unfortunate situation. I'm, I know he didn't mean to, but at the same time, uh, they do put the guidelines together for a reason. So, uh, won't, won't get on a soapbox there. No, not, this isn't, this isn't really the podcast for that, is it? But, um, you know, and, and take it all seriously because, I, I, like you, I'm hoping that this gets cured or that things slow down or that there's a high recovery rate. And, and my hope is that we, we look at this all as an overreaction in the rearview mirror. I mean, because, because if it, if it looks like an overreaction, looking back on it, that one means that we can look back on it. And two, that means that our precautions were correct. I mean, there's, we'll never know exactly what would have happened if they played the tournament. But if we get through this, if we can, um, you know, recover from it, mitigate the mi- mitigate the risk, then, frankly, to me, it doesn't matter what it would have looked like because it means that we did the right thing. So, um, I, I do, I do have issue with the Big Ten waiting so long, but I understand. Uh, I, I do appreciate them doing this before games were played, before a player got coronavirus. Someone asked me, or no, excuse me, uh, someone tweeted out that there was a there was a coach or a, a, a ref or a, a commissioner who was wondering whether or not to whether or not to wait until an athlete had contracted this and I'm sorry if you're if you're waiting to if you're waiting for someone to contract it I don't I don't know what to tell you man that's that's a terrible look so I'm glad that they did it before that happened um, certainly certainly good to be proactive it, it breaks precedent and and I wondered a couple days ago, I remember wondering, okay, just how much precedent are they going to break here? Are they going to, are they going to break all the rules or are they going to go step by step? And, and I don't think they broke any rules. Maybe that's not the right word, but they broke protocol for something that they believed in. And, and I commend them for it. It just, it, it stinks. It stinks, but it understandably stinks. So as far as what we do, I mean, we'll, we'll keep doing our podcast. We'll keep writing. Might have to get creative. Might be a little bit more big picture stuff. There might be more uh, history stuff, like the history debates. 
obviously we'll always have new stuff if that when as that comes up but if you have any ideas or any any topic suggestions for stories or podcasts be sure to pass those on to, to myself or steve my dms are open i'll, I'll try to check my 24 7 sports inbox a little bit too but ultimately it's going to be it's going to be something that we remember forever and and it's going to it's going to stink i mean there's no yeah but this will you know we have this to look forward to i mean there's nothing it's I, i'm not even sure you know sports are going to be on tv if any probably none it'll probably just be you know discussion debate and things like that so it's it's going to be sad I know I've said that a lot. It, it, I feel terrible for, for most terrible for, for the athletes and the fans. You know, I'll be all right. I can find new things to write about. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some interesting things. I, my mind's already been thinking about different creative, creative stories that I've, I've wanted to tell, but maybe didn't necessarily have the, have the time with all the games. So, um, I'll, I'll see what I can do, but certainly I'd vouch heavily for some way to restore eligibility. I'd, I'd vouch heavily for you know, making sure these seniors, this isn't, you know, I feel bad for, for the player. I mean, think about Michigan's players, Xavier Simpson, his last memory will be going through layup lines and then being called back in, which by the way, um, it sounds like, it sounds like they kind of knew it was coming. Another reason, another argument against the big 10 doing this is, uh, I don't, I don't know if they briefed Michigan or what, but if, if Michigan, when they get called back in from the court, into the locker room and they're and John Teske even said he said we were pretty sure that meant that it was canceled then why did you not cancel it before I I, I don't know I guess they'll be all right I mean they got to go do their warm-ups and I mean it's not like it's not like they put their bodies on the line necessarily but man it just you know I could I could from a media perspective it's it stunk because I woke up at 6 a.m. and drove all the way over there but from a player perspective I mean it just seems like something that was avoidable but regardless hate to see the last moment of Xavier Simpson, John Teske's career, and, and, and other seniors as well. Those are just the ones I, I cover the most, being being that they were just whisked off the court and, and their postseason was taken away. I mean, they had amazing postseason runs, Teske and Simpson, and and now it's they didn't think they didn't get a fourth try. And you know, is that that's not the end of the world, but at the same time I do feel feel terribly for them and, and you know, feel terribly for like Michigan hockey. You know, they were basically going to be playing a play-in game this Sunday for for the to make it to the NCAA tournament, playing Ohio State. There, instead, their two postseason wins that go over Michigan State were were their lasting impact. So, or their their final their final games. So, good life lesson. You never know when something you do will be the last time you do it. So appreciate it. Enjoy it. Here I am on my soapbox. I'll get out of here. Uh, be sure to check out. Um, I got lots of stories about, uh, you know, what what happened, what different people have to say about it. Over at the MichiganInsider.com, Michigan.247Sports.com. We'll we'll continue covering it, uh, you know, the best that we can. Certainly, certainly, we'll look a little different than most marches, uh, but at the same time, we want to bring you the latest and and most notable things in Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. We won't stop. Be sure to pass on uh, suggestions or, or story ideas if you have them. And with that, I'll just leave you. Thank you for listening to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. Hope you had fun. Hope you learned something. And we'll talk to you next time.